0: to the Let Me Binge Your Ear podcast. My name is Frank, I'm the host of the show and I'm happy that you can join and listen. If you've listened to previous episodes of the show, thank you for coming back. If this is the first time you're listening, welcome and I hope you will enjoy the show and continue to be a listener. This podcast discusses three topics, movies, sports, and politics. Each episode will be dedicated to one of these topics. Today's show will center on movies. The show is available on Apple Podcast, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and CastBox under Let Me Bend Your Ear Podcast. Please subscribe to the show on any one of these podcast apps so you can receive new episodes direct to your device when they become available. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review the show. This is a very important and simple way that you can help the show reach a wider audience. You can always get episodes from the show at our website, www.letmebendyourear.com. Com. So today is going to mark the return of Rom-Com Corner. If you listened to episode three, that was the debut episode of Romcom Corner. In that particular episode, I reviewed the 2006 romantic comedy, The Holiday, directed by Nancy Myers. Now, I put out a call on Twitter, and I want to thank everybody for responding. Got a lot of votes. Uh, instead of picking a good romantic comedy or what's thought of as a good romantic comedy, I thought it'd be more amusing and entertaining to ask people to pick. From four of some of the least liked romantic comedies, and uh, failure. Their launch actually started with a great lead, but then uh, as the week went by with the with the poll, the lead changed hands a bunch, a bunch of times, until the point where the ugly truth came out. So the four that I had on the poll were failure to launch, the ugly truth, what happens in Vegas and kate and leopold uh, so i thought right at the very end i was going to end up watching the ugly truth but uh, at a last minute rally failure to launch actually uh, came out on top and was the movie uh, that i ended up watching uh, this past weekend and i'm going to provide a v- review in this episode also going to play a promo for you from the grave girls podcast i'll get more to that after the review of the movie uh, so we're going to get right into reviewing failure to launch starring matthew McConaughey and. Sarah Jessica Parker. All right, everybody. I'm going to go ahead and discuss the 2006 film *Failure to Launch*. This film stars Matthew McConaughey, Sarah Jessica Parker, also in the cast are Zoe Deschanel, Justin Bartha, Bradley Cooper, Terry Bradshaw, Kathy Bates, Rob Corddry, Patton Oswalt, and Stephen Tobolowsky. So, as I stated previously, I picked this movie because in Rom-Com Corner in episode three, I reviewed The Holiday. So when I first came up with the idea for Rom-Com Corner, I thought, Rom-Coms are my least favorite genre. I'm not a big fan of them at all because I think most of them are not very good. So my initial thought was, let me review Rom-Coms that were considered very good ones in the genre. So there are some romantic comedies that I enjoyed. Pretty Woman's probably the best example. That's the one I always bring up to people when they ask me about romantic comedies. Uh, I think that's a film, if you look at the plot, the plot is ridiculous, but because it's so well acted by Julia Roberts and Richard Gere and then the supporting cast, including Jason Alexander and Hector Elizondo, elevate the material and make it an entertaining movie, even though the premise is, is ridiculous. And I think that's what the best rom-coms do. They take a premise that may either be something that's been used before or something that's so outlandish that you go, what? But the the acting elevates the material. So that's what I thought about Pretty Woman. So in my first edition of RomCom com Corner, I interviewed The Holiday with Kate Winslet, Jude Law, Jack Black, which I thought was actually a decent movie. Uh, Eli Wallach was in it. If you go to episode three, you can hear my review of that. So when revisiting Rom-Com Corner, I was going to do the same thing again. But then I realized, OK, I'm going to watch these movies. I think it'd probably be more entertaining if I pick the worst of the worst even though I'm the one that's going to be subjected to having to watch them. But I actually thought that's probably going to be more entertaining for the audience if I review uh, bad ones. Now, that's not to say that I won't come back to revisiting, any, uh, reviewing good ones, because uh, I think the next one may end up being Love Actually, which I know a lot of people love as a romantic comedy. So, But I thought this episode would be funnier to review a bad one. And then when I put the poll up to pick from the four that I had, it was a very popular subject and people commented on it. So it ended up working out well. So I'm glad I ended up doing this way. So I did watch Failure to Launch, uh, 2006 film directed by Tom Day. I don't really know his work. I looked him up real quick to see what he's directed. Uh, He directed the film Shanghai Noon, which was the sequel to Shanghai Nights, I believe, with um, Owen Wilson and Jackie Chan. He also directed a film called Showtime, which was a cop movie with Eddie Murphy and Robert De Niro, which I recall was not well-received or didn't do very good box office. So he doesn't have that many directing credits. So I wasn't familiar with his work. So again, I just named the cast of the film. So here is the plot. Matthew McConaughey plays Trip. He is a 35-year-old man who lives with his parents and will not leave the house. So it's uh, the film sets up as something I think that at the time people were talking about were you know, after people graduate college or even after they've been out of the house, they come back to the house. Uh, a lot of times when you watch it in the news, it's usually for financial reasons. They're unable to secure a job upon graduating college. So they have to live with their parents to get back on, or to get on their feet initially. This is not that movie. So there's no deep commentary about the economy or anything like that. Remember, this is a romantic comedy. <clears throat> Essentially, uh, he lives at home. He has two friends, Ace. And Demo played by Justin Barthorne and Bradley Cooper. So they basically, as a pact, as a trio, live their life doing whatever they want, dating all kinds of women, just what you would think would be living the good life. Tripp's parents, played by Terry Bradshaw and Kathy Bates, have had enough. So they arrange for Tripp to, quote unquote, meet a woman to start dating. So this woman is played by Sarah Jessica Parker. Her name is Paula. It turns out that and this is one of the weird things about this movie and one of the things that are not good she her job is actually to date men and get the men to fall for her and then they become so enraptured in the relationship that they move out of their parents house and this is her job so i have a couple questions about the job first of all what kind of job is that is it prostitution is it Esque. I don't know what the job is. And if I recall, and I don't remember the movie ever saying she never gives herself a job title or anyone in the film refers to her job as whatever it is. Uh, she has a roommate played played by Zoe Dachanel. And I'll get into her kind of side plot in a minute because that's ridiculous, too. I guess it's supposed to be funny, but it's really not funny. But going back to Sarah Jessica Parker, so she dates men and gets them to move out of the house. So Tripp's parents hire her to date him to get that going. So one of the fundamental problems of this movie is Sarah Jessica Parker's performance. It's not good. It is terrible. She, the line readings that she gives are mechanical. You're supposed to believe that Matthew McConaughey meets her and is instantly attracted to her and instantly wants to form a romantic relationship with her, and it just does not work. And here's the thing. I have no issue with Sarah Jessica Parker. I think she was great in Sex in the City. Uh, I think she's a decent actress. I don't know if she's a great actress, but she's a decent actress. She's terrible here. And I don't know why that is, but there is no chemistry between her and him. And if you don't buy that, the whole movie pretty much collapses on itself because that's the main driving narrative of this movie, that he falls for her and the point is going to be that she's going to eventually get him out of the house. And another thing that makes me know this was a bad movie, you know when you're watching a bad movie when you start to wonder things about the characters that don't make sense because you're so checked out of the narrative that you start questioning everything. So here's the thing. She, in the movie, they portray her as, as I guess, being good at this job or something that she's good at. Uh, they they allude to that a couple of times in the movie. But my I started thinking so in her previous the previous clients that she has, so what does she do? Does she once she gets them to move out of the house, does she just dump them and go right to the next client? i I, I think she has multiple clients at the same time. There's a scene later in the film where she's uh, date, where she's out with a with a with kind of a nerdy guy played by Patton Oswald, the comedian. So I guess she has multiple clients at the same time, which I guess you would to sustain your job but i'm like so once these guys move out she dumps them so i don't i don't get i was start i was found myself as i'm watching this movie really going into how does she make this work which i shouldn't be doing because i really should be engaged in the current story with her and trip but this is how ridiculous this premise is so anyway they start to date of course she introduces uh, or trip introduces her to her friends to his friends excuse me so of course the zoe Dachanel storyline so this is uh Paula's roommate so her purpose in the movie is really only one and that's just to facilitate the third act when Trip ends up and I'm not giving away any spoilers when Trip ends up finding out what's been going on about this relationship so I don't think I'm giving away any spoilers to, to tell you that at some point that happens but they give her this stupid side plot Zoe Deschanel's character of a bird that's outside her window that's just chirping 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 chirping, chirping and it's driving her crazy. Her her side plot, her plot is that she's trying to get rid of this bird. This is actually throughout the movie referenced to, and it's ridiculous. It's totally ridiculous. Now, I won't, I do want to say a couple of good things before I continue ripping this movie. I listen to a podcast where they celebrate character actors, and I think uh, that's something I want to do here. Uh, I've referenced character actors that I am huge fans of. I usually have referenced Paul Giamatti, who's one of my favorite actors, period. But... There's an actor in this movie named Steven Tobolowski. You may not know his name. He has been in hundreds and hundreds of movies. Two of them I'm going to name right off the top of my head that are classic movies and different genres. He was in Groundhog Day. If you watch that movie, he's the guy that always greets Bill Murray's character over and over again when he's stepping off the curb. And he says hi to him, you know, however many times the movie does that. In that scene, he's hilarious, and he repeats that scene over and over, and he's hilarious. The other movie that he was in was the Christopher Nolan film, Memento. Great movie if you've ever seen it. Tobolowski plays a character that appears in flashback in the film. If you've seen Memento, um, Guy Pearce plays a man that's got an issue with memories, and he's trying to solve the murder of his wife. But his job before the murder took place was he was a claims adjuster and he's telling a story about an, a claim he's investigating and trying to figure out if a man is faking an illness. And Stephen Tobolowsky plays that character and he's wonderful in it. he's wonderful in everything. So the reason I went to that di- to, to that side note is Stephen Tobolowsky in failure to launch. He's literally in the movie at the beginning for less than five minutes. And in less than five minutes, he gives one of my favorite performances in this terrible movie. So he and his wife are at a barbecue with a bunch of the parents that live in the neighborhood, including Tripp's parents. So they are the ones that tell Tripp's parents about Sarah Jessica Parker's character, uh, what she does, that they pay her and they get the guy out of the house. So their son happened to be a client or they happened to be a client of her. And then their son ended up moving out. So the glee in which he states that his son is finally out of the house is hilarious. And he does this in five minutes. And this was this is what I'm saying about rom-coms. If you stack them with really good actors, they can elevate the material. His few minutes on screen elevates the movie for me for that couple of minutes that he's there. And then you have other great actors like Kathy Bates, who in the few, you know, she has some screen time. Uh, with Terry Bradshaw playing the dad, I mean, he is who he is. He's a, I mean, you, you love him on football and he's, he's decent here. He's fine. But Kathy Bates delivers certain lines where she just elevates the material, even though it's bad. But I wanted to bring up Steven Tobolowsky. You should look him up. He's been in so many movies. You know who he is if you see him, but it was great. Anytime I see him, it makes me happy because he's a good character actor and just whether he's in the movie for half the time, all the time or a few minutes, he just makes it better. So I just wanted to bring that up. So anyway, the relationship with Trip and Paula progresses. Trip introduces Paula to her friends or to his friends, excuse me. And the movie basically goes down the predictable path where they get closer and the inevitable reveal happens where Trip finds out that Paula is not really into him, but that she's doing this as a job. But of course you find out that she actually really is into him and and it kind of goes through the paces again. it, It. the relationship doesn't work. There's no chemistry between them. Uh, one of the scenes in the movie that I thought was good, going back to something that I liked, and this is where I thought Sarah Jessica Parker, the one point in the movie where she was decent, was her. She makes a pact; she doesn't have sex with any of her clients uh, to keep them. the The strategy is to keep them coming back for more, and she holds that out there as a carrot to motivate these men that she dates to get them to move out of their parents' house. So Trip wants to dump her because he's what he does is every time a relationship gets serious, he brings them to the parents' house. So the woman can see that he lives with her parents and then she runs for the hills. So he brings her over unbeknownst to her. So she meets the parents that, of course, that she already knows because the parents hired her. So Trip excuses himself. And then the mom, Kathy Bates, tells Paula, "Uh, our son's about to dump you. And she's like, what? What do you mean? She goes, every time he brings a girl here, it means it's going to dump her. So there's a funny edit. So it cuts immediately from her telling Paula that to to Paula in Tripp's room getting ready to have sex with him. So it just made me laugh because it's a funny cut because she basically had to call an audible and completely throw out her playbook and actually have sex with him. Which leads me back to my original question is like, well, wait a minute. This is kind of prostitution, I guess. And not that I'm judging that or not, but I'm like, it's a weird, the whole premise of her job is bizarre. And the fact that this would be a viable business venture is ludicrous as well. So the next problem I have with the movie is the third act. So, and I won't give that part away here. So basically there's a reveal that Paula is found out. So Trip finds out that Paula is just doing this as a job. And of course he's understandably angry, but there's also a reveal. You find out why Trip is still living with his parents. So you get kind of more detail as to what's behind that. And normally I think they thought that this would be something that would deepen the material, but basically it's just a total tone shift. So when you find out the reason you're like, whoa, okay. And it, it kind of, it just, it all doesn't work. Like everything they try to do to make it either funny or maybe a little bit deeper than the normal rom-com just does not work at all. It fails on all levels. Like I said, the side characters are not good. Zoe Deschanel's character has nothing to do when they give her that stupid slide pod with the bird. So again, unfortunately, failure to launch basically kind of confirms all my biases against most romantic comedies. A lot of these, I think, are movies that are cynically done in, the, in just in the, in the hope of making money. So this is a 2006 film, and, and this is in the midst of the Matthew McConaughey, as I call his romantic comedy phase of his career. Now, I don't begrudge the man making romantic comedies back to back to back to back, and some of them successful. I know How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days is a favorite for a lot of people. But he made some bad romantic comedies. I'm sure he cashed some big paychecks for them. And look, I don't begrudge anybody making some money. Uh, but again, these this movie basically is not good. And nothing about it is really good other than a couple of moments provided by, like I said, very good actors uh, doing the best with what they've got. And that's what's the great thing about actors. You give ac- great actors great material. They're spectacular. You give actors good material, they're very good. And if you give actors terrible material, they can at least elevate it to the point where they either say something or do something that amuses you within the movie that's terrible. And again, if I'm thinking about Paula's actual job duties as I'm watching the movie, then that just shows you that I'm not enjoying the movie and I'm not wrapping myself in the narrative. I'm thinking about all the stuff about the movie that's ridiculous instead of just enjoying the movie. Now, Matthew McConaughey's performance, I haven't said anything about that there's really nothing the same. Matthew McConaughey, from the beginning of his career, he has an ease and a charm about him. So, in any romantic comedy you put him in, he's fine. He he does. He takes the material. He has. He's basically a personality that you enjoy watching on film. So he's fine, and he's his performance is fine. Uh, there's nothing there that I would criticize per se. Uh, it's really the movie around him that's not very good. So that's failure to launch again. It was uh, not good. <laughs> you guys picked the right one. Uh, The other good thing about Failure to Launch is it's not very long. It was a short movie, so that's good. At least they didn't belabor the point and make it an hour and 50 minutes, two hours long. They kept it pretty short and sweet, so it wasn't uh, a a, a marathon of badness. So my review of the 2006 film Failure to Launch with Matthew McConaughey and, and Sarah Jessica Parker, I'm giving one and a half Van Gogh's out of five. All right, I hope you enjoyed that review of the 2006 rom-com Failure to Launch. All right, this is the part of the show where I'm going to play a promo of another podcast, and then after that promo, I'm going to um, give some shout-outs to two podcasts in particular uh, that I enjoy, and hope you check them out as well. But first, I'm going to play the promo for the Grave Girls podcast. Check it out.
1: Hi, we're the Grave Girls from Grave Girls Podcast. I'm your host, Hawthorne. And I'm Amaryllis. Every week we watch a different horror film, and I find a scary story that goes with it that will definitely leave you shaking in your boots. And if you aren't wearing boots, my true crime case and murder will scare the pants off you. And then you'll just be naked, and that's just that's just a fun time. So listen to us on SoundCloud and iTunes. And follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Don't forget to check out our website at grave-girls.com. We love you all in case we die. Bye!
0: Hope you enjoyed that promo. You should definitely check out Grave Girls Podcast. Uh, they are extremely funny. I actually listened to two of their episodes already. Uh, The episode where they reviewed the Netflix film Delirium and their most recent episode where they reviewed the home invasion movie from a few years back called You're Next. I actually enjoyed that episode. I am not a fan of horror movies per se, uh, unless they're really well done. But these girls provide very good reviews and the true crime cases that relate to these movies are truly horrifying. The two that they picked in the episodes I listened to were extremely creepy so if if that's something you're into definitely listen to them they're extremely funny um them the reviews of the movies uh really crack me up Uh, when they talk about some of the things or the ridiculous things that some of these characters do they really do a great job so uh, definitely check out Hawthorne and Amaryllis at uh, the Grave Girls podcast Uh, they really do a great job now I want to give a couple of shout outs to A couple of podcasts that I listen to pretty regularly. One is in the true crime world. Um, It's called Trace Evidence. Uh, They're on Twitter at Trace Ev Pod. This is basically a one-man show. Uh, He narrates and goes deep into a particular case, whether it's a missing person or a murder. Uh, uh, Very good. So each episode is dedicated to one case. Uh, It's... It's really good listening when you're in the car driving. Um, he does a good job of providing very deep background on the particular uh, victim of a, of a crime or of a person that's still missing. So definitely check that out if that's something you're into. I know a lot of people love uh, true crime. That's definitely a good one. And then the other one I'm going to bring up is one that I've brought up before. This is Complete Stream of Consciousness. Uh, it's the Glenn Thing Stuff podcast. And I just want to give him another shout out because, first of all, when I – came back into podcasting after being gone for a while, uh, Glenn was one of the first people that reached out to me via Twitter and and was encouraging and, and interactive with me and, and provided one of the first reviews of, of the podcast for me in iTunes. So I actually am a big fan of his podcast. His, his delivery is, is great. When I first heard it, I wasn't sure if I was going to be a regular listener, but I have been, and it's been great. He goes to through any topic you can think of, topics that you wouldn't even think to talk about, which is what makes his podcast unique. Uh, you definitely know every week in his podcast, it's going to be something either completely off the wall or something that you've never thought about or heard before. So it's great to to listen to that. So I would highly recommend that you listen to the Glenn Think Stuff podcast. He's on all the podcatchers uh, wherever you listen to uh, to podcast. The other thing I wanted to comment on too, just a suggestion. Um, again, I want to thank the podcasting community. You guys are awesome. The independent podcasting community has been great. I've met or talked to people via Twitter and uh, discussed ideas, ways to make your show sound better, content ideas, and it's a very supportive community and we're looking to help each other out. So if you have a podcast yourself, uh, use the hashtag potternfamily. Family. Uh, that's one where I always tag my post, and and you'll see that you'll have people that will follow you, retweet your tweets when you have new episodes out. Uh, it's very encouraging, and I do appreciate that. One suggestion I wanted to put out there, I don't know if anybody ever has, what I do, I don't have iTunes. I have an Android phone. So if I commit to listening to a podcast and reviewing it, what I do is I have an iTunes account. So what I do is I go to my piece, my laptop, and go to iTunes and review the show on iTunes. So even if you don't have iTunes on your phone, if you have iTunes, I'm sure if you host a podcast, you have iTunes to facilitate your podcast feed there. Just do other podcasts a favor. It's I know it takes a little extra time, but if you can, just jump on your laptop real quick. It, it's, writing a review takes literally less than three minutes or at least rating it five stars. So that's what I've been doing when I commit to review a podcast. So if you review my podcast, I'd appreciate it. If you don't have iTunes or if you don't have an iPhone, uh, if you could do that, that would really be great. Because as we all know, rating and reviewing these shows are critical to getting the show profiled in searches when people are looking for specific type of podcast so uh, I want to thank everyone that's rated and reviewed my show uh, I will try my best to rate and review other shows as well but just a thought out there if you have an Android phone or a phone that's not an iPhone just jump on your computer and rate the shows uh, that you listen to on iTunes obviously iTunes is the most popular podcasting uh location right now i know spotify is getting up there as well and obviously you have google play and not not that those aren't important but obviously with itunes the rating and reviewing is really really critical uh if you listen to either small independent podcast or podcast with hundreds of thousands of subscribers they're all going to tell you the same thing so obviously it's a very important and crucial uh way to get the show's Out there, so with my show, I would appreciate if you review mine as well. Uh, let me know what you think. I would appreciate a five star review if you can do that on iTunes. I would that would be wonderful. Again, this is the Let Me Bend Your Ear podcast. So, again, I want to thank everyone that has reviewed the podcast or everyone that's listened. And the other thing I want to talk about too is downloads. I know people post their download numbers, and it's and I like to see those. I mean, people hitting. 5,000 downloads, 10,000 downloads, I can say my show is nowhere near that number. uh, And it's okay. I think it's human nature, especially with something like this. You want people to listen to your show and you want to get big numbers. And I started this podcast three months ago and actually wasn't able to start tracking my numbers accurately until about mid-August, so about a month and a half ago. So um, I've been tracking the numbers. And what I can say is each show, for me, the downloads have been m- more frequent, which is great. Uh, I have nowhere near those numbers. Um, when I hit a milestone for me, I'll, I'll definitely post that. But I just wanted to talk to you other podcasters out there uh, to not be discouraged if, if your numbers aren't where you think they should be. Here, here's the thing. There is no number that you should be thinking about. Now, I know people have goals, and I'm not <clears throat> saying you shouldn't, and I have goals as well. My, my goal is to have people listening to the show. So every single download I've gotten, I am completely grateful for every single one. If I only had 10 or 11, I would be grateful for those. Uh, obviously, I want the show to grow. But if you're out there doing a podcast, I think most people do these podcasts because they love it. So continue to do it for that. I've been enjoying this podcast tremendously. Uh, I'm happy to record this episode Uh it's been too long of a break between episode 11 and this one, so I'm disappointed that I haven't been able to jump on weekly. I'm going to try to do that because I really do enjoy doing this every week. It's a it's a release for me. It's very satisfying. And when I see uh, my download number even go up one, it makes me happy because I know that there's, first of all, thousands of podcasts out there, thousands of ways people can spend their time, whether they're working out or walking or cleaning the house or mowing the lawn or whatever chore they're doing and they're sticking their earphones in their ears. They could listen to literally millions of things. So every single person that has chosen to download this podcast, I am extremely grateful and I hope you continue to do so. And then hopefully we can bring new listeners on this ride. But I definitely want to continue to, to express my gratitude for every single download because while my numbers may be uh, not high up there, I that doesn't matter to me. The fact that people have even downloaded the show is wonderful to me. The fact that four months ago I didn't have a podcast and I had zero downloads, the fact that people have actually downloaded my shows and have commented on them makes me extremely happy and extremely grateful, and I want to thank everybody that's done that. And to all the other podcasters out there, <clears throat> don't get caught up in your numbers. Um, if your numbers are lower than what you think you should, they should be, don't worry about it. People are listening to your show, and maybe it's a smaller group than you thought, and you want to expand your group. Just keep doing what you do. If your show is reaching people, you're going to you're gonna grow your audience. Maybe not at the rate you think you should, but at the rate it should grow. So I just want to encourage all those other podcasters out there that may be wrapped up in the numbers to not be. And I want to thank all the other podcasters, again, that have reached out to me, and I really appreciate the community that I've become a part of in these last three months. It's been completely supportive and we all want each other to do well. So in that kind of environment, you really have no choice but to succeed if you put in the work. So again, I hope everybody enjoyed this episode. I really appreciate, again, everyone that's listening. Uh, I do enjoy doing Rom-Com Corner. It'll definitely be back again soon where I will review another probably really bad uh, Rom-Com Maybe a good one. We'll see. But I think the really bad ones are funny. And before I check out, I wanted to uh, give you the Grave Girls Twitter. I had neglected to do that. So, Grave Girls podcast is at grave underscore girls. And you can go to their website, grave.girls, or excuse me, grave-girls.com. Again, check those ladies out. They're very funny. And thank you all for listening to this episode, and I hope you go back and listen to previous episodes. Again, the show is available on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and CastBox. So you can get those shows in any one of those locations. The website is www.letmebendyourear.com. And also, I'm trying to get traction on the YouTube channel. If you could subscribe to that, that's Let Me Bend Your Ear Podcast. What I'm going to do on the channel going forward, I've been... Not as active, but I posted a video the other day. My thought on the channel going forward is going to be I'm going to jump on periodically to give my thoughts, quick thoughts on movies, sports, and politics. Since the show tackles these three subjects, and each show that I do on the audio podcast will be dedicated to just one of those topics, I'm going to use the YouTube channel to promote upcoming episodes and to do three quick hits. Uh, One in movies, one in sports, one in politics. So the video, if you go now, the video that I posted a couple of days ago is about four minutes long. Um, I think I'm going to try to keep the videos to five minutes and under. That'll be my goal. Uh, Just really to just do quick hits, boom, boom, boom on each of the uh, subjects that we do on the show. And then the audio podcast will be a deeper dive into one of the topics that i cover on the show so please if you can uh, go to youtube and subscribe to the channel even if you can do that Um, if you don't choose to watch the videos that's fine but at least i can uh, boost the subscriptions on there so if you could just do that real quick i really appreciate it and again i hope everybody has a great weekend and i'll be talking to you soon take care everybody